This week's episode is brought to you by Pixel Pulp Video Game, Mothman 1966. So, I beat this game the other day. It's really hard to tell you about it without spoiling stuff, but I was browsing through my Steam achievements here at the end and thought I would let those tell you a little bit about the game. Here are a couple. Make a really inaccurate drawing. Solve the Winans puzzle piece. Lose with 15 cards or less. Cry your heart out. Survive all cryptid attacks. See a winged creature. Die all possible deaths. It's good stuff. Kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure Drabblecast story with some puzzles and card game thrown in. Check it out. Mothman 1966. Find it on Steam, PlayStation, Xbox, or Nintendo Switch today. Drabblecast, episode 461. The Drabblecast is an audio fiction magazine that brings strange stories by strange authors to strange listeners such as yourself. I'm your host, Norm Sherman. Start off with a little bit of news here for you folks. We are open for submissions. That's right, if you're a strange author, as mentioned in our tagline right there, and you've got a strange story on your mind or even already on the paper, now is your time to let her shine. You'll find our full submission guidelines on our website at treblecast.org submissions. But the gist of it is we're looking for short stories under 4,000 words, drabbles, which as you know our story is exactly 100 words, and twabbles, exactly 100 characters. We're also looking for episode artists, so hit us up. The address is submissions at treblecast.org. You don't need to submit a cover letter or anything like that, just attach it as a doc or docx or rtf. Our new editor Cameron will be delighted to get them. And if you're an artist interested in doing episode cover art for us, send an inquiry to bow at drabblecast.org. He'd love to hear from you. New stories. Hey, and speaking of which, we got one for you this week. An original short story by P.A. Cornell called How to Impress a Top Food Critic and Get Your Restaurant on the Galactic Map. P.A. Cornell is a Chilean-Canadian speculative fiction writer who was raised on a steady diet of books. At age five, she learned where all these books were coming from and decided writing was the path for her and never looked back. She penned her first science fiction story as a third-grade assignment and still has it over three decades later. Her work appears in several professional anthologies and genre magazines and now Drabblecast. The story is produced by Drabblecast guest producer Adam Pratt and read by Trendane Sparks and Adam. Hope you enjoy. And so without further ado, we bring you How to Impress a Top Food Critic and Get Your Restaurants on the Galactic Map by P.A. Cornell. How to Impress a Top Food Critic and Put Your Restaurant on the Galactic Map by P.A. Cornell Good morning, Chef! I am your holographic guide to getting your restaurant listed in Rothman's Galactic Gastronomy, the galaxy's premier culinary guide. As you know, Mr. Rothman, the foremost food critic in the galaxy, will be dining in your restaurant in a few standard weeks' time. As such, he has sent me on ahead to assist you in preparing the meal he most desires. But before we get started, how may I address you? Uh, chef is fine. How wonderfully concise. Chef it is. Great. 
So what's the recipe? I, I can cook anything. Ah, yes. As you know, Mr. Rothman likes to choose a dish that does not currently appear on your menu to test your ability to prepare a meal for even the most demanding customer, no matter how complicated it may be. The dish Mr. Rothman has selected for this occasion is Fennish Flat Eel, served with a Morganberry reduction. That doesn't sound so difficult. Oh, it's not, Chef. Even your average home cook could prepare this dish. It requires nothing more difficult than a sous vide. I don't get it. Why would Rothman want something so simple? The dish is simple to prepare, yes. The skill lies in acquiring the necessary ingredients, all of which are rare and difficult to obtain. And I'm afraid substitutions are not permitted. I see. Not to worry, Chef. The ingredients are few, and I will be with you the entire time to help guide you through the locating and acquisition of them. Shall we begin? Today? Isn't that a little soon? (laughs) Oh, no, Chef. As I mentioned, these ingredients are difficult and time-consuming to obtain. We must get started immediately if you are to prepare the dish in time for Mr. Rothman's arrival. Okay. I guess no time like the present. Indeed. If you look in the crate my hover projection system arrived in, you'll also find a duffel bag, which contains some tools you may need on this quest. Be sure to review the contents thoroughly, so you are familiar with your options. Sure. Now, do you have a ship capable of interstellar flight? Yes. Excellent. Be sure to bring my hollow projector on board. I will power down for the journey, but you can power me back up when we've reached our destination. And what exactly is our destination? Our first stop will be the planet Zerata. According to my programming, this planet is a tropical paradise. You may want to take some hollow recordings of your own while we're there. Uh, I'm not much of a holographer. Well, I hope you don't mind if I record some of the breathtaking scenery myself. Mr. Rothman may want to see the hollows while he dines. Knock yourself out. I'll be powering down now. Ah, it's good to see you again, Chef. I see we've arrived on Zerata. My, look at that scenery. It's every bit as beautiful as my data said it would be. Yeah, that's great. Look, can we just get what we need here so we can move on to the rest of the ingredients? Of course, Chef. This is your quest, after all. I'm merely here to advise and assist. Now then, on Zerata, we will find the Morganberry bushes, which grow in the darkest recesses of the natural cave formations of the southern continent. According to my internal sensors, there's a cave not far from here. How fortuitous. Yeah, great. So take me there. Of course, Chef. Follow me. There's the cave, Chef. According to my data, 
this is the ideal time to harvest the Morganberries. It also says Morganberries are named after the explorer that discovered them in 2362, Alastair Morgan. A Terran like yourself, Chef. According to Morgan's records, the berries are only edible for a period of two standard hours during each planetary rotation. If we'd come any later, we might have missed the window. Okay, I guess I'll head in there and get some then. I recommend you take the cryo container included in your kit, Chef. This way, you can flash freeze the berries and preserve their ripeness until you're ready to use them. Fine, thanks. Good luck, Chef. Whoa, whoa, wait, what the hell is that? Oh my, it appears the cave is inhabited by one of the local species of fauna. According to my database, it is a male of the species commonly known as the Aura Dragon. Dragon? It looks more like a cross between a seal and a turtle. That it does, Chef. Well, I'll just wave it off and get it out of the way. Excellent idea. Uh, Chef, you may be interested in this other informational tidbit about Aura Dragons. Not now. Move it! Jesus fucking Christ! Very prudent of you to run, Chef. I believe you've discovered for yourself what I was referring to. The reason these creatures are called dragons, despite their appearance to the contrary, is that they're the only species in the known universe capable of expelling their breath as fire. They are very rare, Chef. What a singular privilege to have seen one in the wild. That thing nearly flambéed me. Yes, I have a wonderful hollow recording of it. And you know the old saying, if you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen. Ha <laughs> ha. Well, I'm not going into that thing's cave. We need to find another one. I'm afraid we can't do that, Chef. The nearest cave is at least a half a day's walk from here. We would never be able to reach it while the berries are at peak freshness. So they won't be as fresh. I'm making them into a reduction anyway. I can work with that. I'm afraid it's much more serious than that, Chef. If the berries are not at peak freshness, they turn not only bitter, but poisonous. Your reduction would kill Mr. Rothman within seconds of him tasting it. Then it would indeed be very difficult to have your restaurant listed in Rothman's Scholastic Gastronomy. Great. Well, you're going to need to help me then. I need you to draw that thing's attention while I slip in behind it to get the berries. I'm not so sure I should take such a risk, Chef. You're a hologram. It can't hurt you. Yes, but my hover projection system is physical and could easily be damaged by rough treatment. And, of course, fire. Look, you said you were here to help me, so help. Very well, Chef. Okay, I'm heading in. Chef? Chef? I don't think it's fooled. It's turning back toward the cave. I advise you to hurry.
back to the ship! As you wish, Chef. And may I say, I had no idea a man of your girth could move so swiftly. Such agility. Yeah. Thanks. That thing singed off the seat of my pants. Indeed it did, Chef. Nature and its wonders. I got the berries, though. I hope these are enough. I'm sure they'll be fine, Chef. The dish only requires a light drizzle of Morganberry reduction. Okay. Where to next? Our next stop is the planet Eridan, where we will find the eel. You'll be relieved here that this will be far less challenging. The streams on Eridan are teeming with Fennish flat eel. My data says they practically leap right out and into your net. Great. I need something easy after all that. Hey, you wouldn't happen to have some burn cream in that kit, would you? Did you not review the contents, as I advised, Chef? Look, I didn't want to waste any time. I see. Well, I'm afraid there is no burn cream to be had. Great. Okay, so give me the coordinates for this planet Eridan. I'm afraid that's quite impossible, Chef. What do you mean? You see, the planet Eridan was destroyed millennia ago. It no longer exists. What? So how the hell am I supposed to get the eel? Excellent question, Chef. We will journey to the Nemish system. There, you will negotiate with the Nemish for use of their time portal. The portal will grant you passage through space-time so you can reach Eridan. Okay, but I've never heard of the Nemish. How am I supposed to negotiate with them? I don't even speak their language. I'm sure the Nemish will provide an interpreter. Can't you talk to them for me? Oh no, Chef. The Nemish despise holographic technology. It goes against their deepest beliefs. I'm afraid I will have to be powered down until after the negotiation, so as not to offend them. Ugh, fine. However, I can advise you before I power down. The Nemish respect a tough negotiator, so don't be afraid to push back on any terms. I'll keep that in mind. Excellent. Good luck. Powering down. Hello again, Chef. I see by the view of Planet Eridan that your negotiation went very well. Very well, judging by the Nemish marital bracelet you're wearing. By the number of color bands, it appears you acquired not one, but three spouses? One of each Nemish gender. What a blessed day. Yeah, and I was a tough negotiator, like you said. I agreed to the marriage, but on the condition that I never have to live with, procreate with, or interact with my spouses in person ever again. It's a marriage in name only. All I have to do is wear this bracelet. Yes, that is the Nemish tradition. How wonderful for you. That said, your restaurant will have to do well indeed now. Why's that? They don't expect me to support my spouses, do they? Oh, nothing like that, Chef. However, there is the Festival of Gruntat. The what? 
think of it as the Nemish equivalent to your Valentine's Day. Except that Nemish tradition demands that you send your spouses multiple gifts over a period of one standard month, each more lavish than the last. Something that could get pricey with three spouses. Great. Not to worry, chef. A mention in Rothman's galactic astronomy should get you all the business you need to keep your spouses happy. All right. I'd better go get that eel, then. Good luck, chef. Okay. We have the eel and the berries. What's next? Let's see here. According to the recipe, the eel is to be salted using the tears of a Crilixian virgin. Are you kidding me? I'm afraid not, chef. The challenge here is in finding a Crilixian virgin. Apparently, the females are in heat from the moment they emerge from their chrysalis. A chrysalis which will certainly be surrounded by expectant males. Their virginal status is unlikely to last long. Wonderful. Yes, the sexual practices of species can be quite beautiful. That's not what I... Oh, never mind. So what do we do then? I believe the best course of action is to be among the males as a female emerges from her chrysalis. That's it? The female must choose you, of course. Fortunately, thanks to your magnificent negotiation skills, we made good time acquiring the eel, and therefore have additional time to spend here, should we need to locate another female. All right, then, let's give it a shot. My sensors indicate a large grouping of Crilixians not far from here. Surely males gathered in expectation of an emergence. Shall we join them? Let's... Follow me, chef. I think I see the crowd. Ugly little buggers, aren't they? Beauty is relative, chef. I suspect many Crilixians might make the same assessment of your appearance. Yeah, I guess. I'm told the females are the most attractive of the two Crilixian genders. Great. Ah, there's a chrysalis. And I can see it's beginning to open. This is a special event not many Terrans ever see. I'm humbled. As am I. Oh, and there she is. Good God, she looks like a giant praying mantis. I know. Isn't she gorgeous? She's, she's coming over here. Why is she coming over here? She's not going to bite my head off or anything, is she? Oh, no, Chef. Crilixians are a gentle species. Quite delicate. What is she doing? It appears she's taken a liking to you. Look, the males are leaving. A sure sign this female has imprinted on you and chosen you for her mate. I'm afraid your Nemish spouses would not like that. They can be a very jealous species. Okay, well, she's a lot heavier than she looks. 
Can you get her off me? Maybe tell her I'm already married? The Krilixians have no concept of marriage. But I'll see what I can do. Oh, that's better. What did you say to her? I simply told her that due to an unfortunate birth defect, you lack the necessary male genitalia to impregnate her. Wait, what? Look, Chef. She's beginning to cry. This may be a good opportunity to take out the tube provided with your kit and save some of those tears. Okay, sure, man. She sure is crying a lot. Yes, I believe you have more than enough tears. Due to their high concentration of sodium, a little goes a long way. Okay, can you get her to stop crying now? I'm afraid not, Chef. She's quite upset. You see, once a female imprints on a male, it's permanent. She can never again choose another mate. I'm afraid you've doomed her to a life of loneliness and childlessness. What? For real? Well, uh, that's not what... I mean, I, I didn't want to ruin her life. It was an effective means of obtaining tears, though. I, I guess. Look, why don't you tell her she has an open invitation to come eat at my restaurant whenever she wants, free of charge, anything on the menu? Chef, I'm not sure... Just tell her, okay? It's the least I can do. Yes, Chef. Good. At least she stopped crying now. Chef, I'd be remiss if I failed to inform you that adult Krilixians eat... Only rarely. However, when they do, they gorge themselves on as much food as they can eat over a period of several standard weeks, after which they molt. Great. Well, I won't be seating her in the dining room, I guess. A prudent decision, Chef. I'll figure it out. Let's get off this planet before I make any more promises I'll live to regret. What's next? Ah, yes, the final ingredient. You'll be pleased to know, Chef, that the final element of this dish is a leaf from the legendary Sharrow plant. There is only one such plant in existence, and it grows at the top of Mount Vrina, on the moon of the same name. Sounds like another hard ingredient to get. While the plant is exceedingly rare and produces but a single leaf, it is actually quite simple to obtain. Mount Rhina is more of a small hill than a true mountain, and the moon's lower gravity makes the journey easier for your anatomy. It's a matter of walking up to it and plucking the leaf. <sighs> okay, let's head to Vriana, I guess. What a lovely moon this is. And look, you can see the top of Mount Rhina from here. Yeah, it's great. Okay, I have the envelope you provided to put the leaf in. I guess I'll just run up there and get it. Wonderful. <gasps> Chef, uh, one moment. What is it now? My sensors detect another ship. Oh, look, 
I see another person approaching. He's heading up the mountain, and it appears he has a holographic companion of the same make and model as myself. <gasps> what a lovely moon this is. And look, you can see the top of Mount Rhina from here. One moment while I make contact. Ah, yes. It appears this individual is also a chef, and is likewise here for the leaf. What? It seems Mr. Rothman gave you both the same dish. Oh, he's such a character. He has always enjoyed lively competition. Are you saying I have to race this other guy to the leaf? Oh, no, chef. I'm afraid the rules state you must do battle. To the death. What? In your kit, you will find several tools you could use for weaponry or defense. Might I suggest a meat mallet and ground ghost pepper combination? You can't be serious. Oh, I am, chef. You can blind him with the pepper and take the opportunity to knock him unconscious with the mallet. Jesus Christ. Fine. Excellent. And it seems your opponent has likewise chosen his weapons. Looks like a carving knife and a torch. Torch? I could have chosen a torch? I did advise you to review the contents of your kit, Chef. I'm afraid once you've made your selection, you can't change it. Those are the rules. Oh, for God's sake! Okay, let's just get this over with. <laughs> That's the spirit. I'm afraid, however, that I've grown quite fond of you throughout this quest, Chef. I couldn't bear to watch you be injured or worse. I will therefore be powering down while you face your foe. You may power me back on again, should you survive. I... Okay. <laughs> Chef! How nice to see you again, and in one piece. Well, almost. Not to worry, you could still make this dish even with those two fingers missing from your left hand. I suppose it's fortunate the torch cauterized the wounds. Uh, I... Uh, I... Oh yes, I can see you have the leaf. I'll see to it that the ship makes it to our next destination, should you lose consciousness. And may I say, it's a testament to the kind of man you are, that you haven't died of shock, given the state of your body. Wait, next destination? You said this was the last ingredient. Oh, it is, Chef. The final ingredient for the eel dish. You'll simply place it on the plate for Mr. Rothman to crumble over it just prior to taking the first bite, thereby releasing all its flavor at the precise moment. Then why aren't we heading back to the restaurant? We can't yet, Chef. First, we must acquire all the necessary ingredients for Mr. Rothman's most desired dessert. That was a fun one. First appeared in our new magazine, The Tentaculum, issue number one, which is pretty cool. 
and so is supporting your favorite podcast, the Drabblecast. If, if only there were an associate Patreon. We have a Patreon at patreon.com slash Drabblecast, where you can find tiers of support and tiers of various cool stuff. Why don't you check it out? We're trying to build something. Patreon.com slash Drabblecast. We appreciate it muchly. The Travelcast was brought to you with a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license, which means don't change it, don't sell it, but feel free to share it all you like. Write us a review on iTunes, other stuff. Tell people, spread the weird. Special thanks to our kick-ass episode artist, Travelcast art director Bo Kyer, and the Image Assembly AI Mid Journey. Check him out at awesome. Check him out and his awesomeness at bokyer.com. Our program is brought to you by Cameron Howard, Bo Kyer, Charity Helton, Adam Pratt, Tom Baker, some toothpaste you can't bring on the plane, and yours truly, Norm Sherman, reminding you, if you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen. Mm-hmm.